Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sound God's Radio, I am still praising God because, oh, he is, Jesus, amazing, 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 amazing way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Hallelujah. This is a new year, y'all. This is a new time. Glory to his name. Ooh, Jesus. We ain't wasting time now. We ain't playing around, y'all. We're not playing around. We want to see God. How to do to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Exceeding abundantly, abundantly. To exceed the abundant. Oh my. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, let me act straight, get this thing together. Y'all know I've been trying to do 15 minutes for this fresh wind for the last four or five weeks. And uh, uh, one of the executive board members told me, Nathan, just cut off the 15 and just just teach. Just go ahead and talk because you ain't never going to make it. And she didn't say that to be discouraging. She laughed because she said it gets good. And I think God, the encouragement was that she enjoys it. And not just executive board members, but we have so many of you listeners. Thank you, listeners, for being a part of this. It's 7 a.m., y'all. We back. But thank y'all for being a part of Sound Gospel Radio and a fresh wind. And this is how we do it. The Lord, I give it to I give it to y'all the way the Lord give it to me. And I thank God I can say this as I get older now for identity. I wasn't always comfortable in who I was as far as my personality and things like that. But the Lord has made me comfortable as the years go by to to know who I am and to be comfortable in who I am because he made me who I am. People of God. Hallelujah. And so I have a way of expressing things. So this and so some people, they tune in to Fresh Wind just because the way I talk. And that's just me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If I want to be churchy, I'm churchy and I'm okay to be churchy. I used to be laughed at when I was a young kid. You church boy. My mother looked at me and said, you be proud you're a church boy. I went back to school that next day with my chest up and they called me church boy. I said, I'm proud to be a church boy. Them kids, they know how to act. They know how to respond in third grade. Third grade, this boy done lost his mind. But anyway, let me get moving because I get to talking. I want to give a shout out. <laughs> and she know why I'm saying this because I told her in book club, y'all, y'all been missing. Y'all, y'all done, y'all done, I say y'all done already missed it because by now you're going to catch up. You, the only way you can catch up is through a miracle. But every Friday we've been having our book club uh, here at Sound Gospel Radio. We've been re- reading The Purpose Driven Life. And every Friday night we get together and our book club, we meet and we read. No, we actually don't read. We talk about what we read throughout the week. And so we started out as a 21 day. And you were able to go to the website and sign up. And we started out as a 21-day book. And we extended it from 21 days to 40 because it's really a 40-day book. But we were doing the first 21 days because it was our consecration uh, as we consecrated ourselves into the Lord. And so the book club looked at me and I looked at them and they said, uh, we want to do this for the rest of the 40 days. So we've been meeting on Fridays and in our Friday night book club, I told Sister Edna, yes, Sister Edna, I said I was going to give you a shout out. I told you, you know why I ain't got to say, if you was in book club, you understand the joke. But shout out to Sister Edna. Listen, y'all, one of our faithful 
listeners. Nana, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I gotta say, she's one of, one of a kind, y'all. She listens almost day, noon, and night. She, I can wake up three o'clock in the morning. I look into the back the back door of, of the radio station. And I see. I said, oh, and the reason why I know it's her because I know where area that she lives in. So because I know the area that she lives in, the area that she lives in pops up. So I said, oh, that has to be uh, Sister Etna. Uh, that has to be her. So I said, I know the area that she lives in. But I praise the Lord today and bless his name because uh, he has blessed us to have this book, The Purpose Driven Life. And uh, we look forward to sharing some nuggets today. So again, I just let me say it one more time. One last time, again, a shout out to Sister Edna. She's going to get me. She sends us emails to our uh, to our staff and to our email. And we look forward when we hear from her. We love hearing from her. She gives us suggestions. Actually, this is the same lady that corrected me, y'all, on on Thursday. I, I, I apologize. I told y'all. I said, this is our last fresh win of the month. And I got so politely and in the spirit of love, an email from Sister Edna saying, no, Monday is the last fresh win of the month. And I think I told her daughter, I said, I'm making her an honorary uh, general secretary of Sound Gospel Radio. <laughs> Sister Edna, we love you so much and we thank God for you. Your encouragement means a lot to the station. To everyone that listens, you listening is an encouragement to me and my wife. You reaching out to us and emailing us and inboxing us and calling and leaving voicemails. It means something to us. It helps us continue the journey. Listen, I'm going to cut into some of my fresh wind time today to even share this. This past week, last week, y'all, I got some phone calls and talked to some people to know that our talk show that we do on Thursday nights is therapy y'all to some people. Some people said that they look forward to every Thursday night because it's been a blessing and it's helped them through some situations that they have gone through for so many years. They look forward to the fresh winds that we do on Mondays and Thursdays because it's a word of God that gets them through the week. They look forward to the prayers that we pray because it encourages them to keep on praying. This is what we do here at Sound Gospel Radio. Yes, I'm excited because what are we doing? We're building hope transforming lives 24 7 that was the mandate that was the call that's what the lord spoke to me and it blesses my spirit that because i said yes although i get dreary weary i get upset sometimes because i don't like the way things are going the way i think it should go with sound gospel radio and the lord has to shut me up and remind me it ain't about the way i want it the way he wanted but to god be the glory when i be quiet and let him be god i stand out and look and say whoa look at the things that the lord has done yeah, I just went in real quick. I know I did. I just went in. Okay. It's too early for this. All right. I, I need to eat breakfast. I don't, and I don't drink coffee. I wake up like this. So y'all pray for my wife because I don't even drink coffee like that. If I do have coffee, it's decaf. All right, Lord, listen, Lord, y'all, I got to move on. We've been talking about a purpose-driven life. And so I'm going to cover days 27 through 30. So we have, because uh, we have Friday, Saturday, this past Sunday and today. And I'm just going to just uh, run through it. And I think I talked about some of this stuff. You know, I don't have to really, really flow through this again because we already talked about a lot of this. I, I think I went ahead of myself because we were talking about temptation on uh, Thursday. Let me go. Yeah, growing through temptation was Thursday's um, segment. And so Friday's chapter talks about. Uh, defeating temptation. And I believe, yes, I had already merged 
uh, some of those things. So I said some of those things on Thursday, so I don't have to revisit that. And again, you need to read the book if you want to know well, what, what was in the book. What was it? You know, what, what could I mm -mm. go ahead? Go ahead and read the book yourself. I can't give it all. Well, chapter 28, which was read on Saturday or where again, we're reading it each day for. So for January the 28th, we read chapter 28 and it talks about it takes time. It takes time, y'all. In this walk with God, in this walk with God, it takes time. There are no shortcuts to maturity. It takes years for us to grow to adulthood, and it takes a full season for fruit to mature and ripen. The same is true for the fruit of the Spirit. The development of Christ-like character cannot be rushed. Spiritual growth, like physical growth, takes time. So when you try to ripen fruit quickly, it loses its flavor. Did you know? And 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 listen, I can say this in America, and and shout out to our uh, our people that listen to us across the world. But in America, tomatoes are usually picked unripened, so they won't bruise during shipping to the stores. So then, guess what they do before they are sold? The green tomatoes are sprayed with CO two and gas to turn to turn them red instantly. Did y'all know that? So the gas tomatoes, they are edible, but they are no match to the flavor of a vine ripened tomato that is allowed to mature slowly. Mm. How about that, y'all? So while we worry about how fast we grow, God is concerned about how strong we grow. God's views, God views our lives from and for eternity, so he's never in a hurry. Mm. All right, I'm going to keep reading here in this book. Uh, before Christ invades our lives at conversion, he sometimes has to soften us up. Hallelujah. By allowing problems we can't handle while some open their lives to Christ the first time, he knocks on the door, but most of us are resistant and defensive. Y'all know it's the truth. We got our little ways. Mm. And it's a shame, y'all, that today we're so obsessed with quick and speed. Today, in today's world, we're so obsessed with speed, but God is more interested in strength and stability than swiftness. We want the quick fix, the shortcut, the on-spot solution. We want a sermon, a seminar, or an experience that will instantly resolve all problems, remove all temptation, and release us from all growing pains. But real maturity is never the result of a single experience, no matter how powerful or moving. Growth, y'all, is gradual. And sometimes we say, well, why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? Well, there's a reason why God allows this process of us purpose to grow in him, why it takes so long. Because guess what? Some of us are slow learners. We often have to relearn a lesson 40 or 50 times to really get it. The problem keeps the, the problem keeps occurring and we think not again. I already learned that. But God knows better. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the history of Israel illustrates how quickly we forget the lessons God teaches us and how soon we revert to our old patterns of behavior. We need repeated exposure. I preached about this yesterday. 
had a preacher in my church yesterday and I talked about this yesterday about this, this, this children of Israel. Like every time God, too many times y'all in that old Testament that they keep falling, they keep falling, they keep falling backwards. And so the Lord had to repeatedly a thousand times over, tell them live right, get yourself together, keep my commandments. So we're slow learners and so we, we don't learn it all in one. We had to keep hearing it so that we can finally do it. Praise the Lord. And y'all, guess what, too? We have a lot to unlearn. I'm going to move on from here because it's already moving fast. We have a lot to unlearn. Many people go to a counselor with a personal or relational problem that took years to develop. And they, they say, hey, hey, uh, therapist, I need you to fix me. I got an hour. No, 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 no. That is naively to expect a quick solution from a long-standing, deep-rooted difficulty. Since most of our problems and all of our bad habits didn't develop overnight, it's unrealistic to expect them to go away immediately. I want to share with you today, Sound Gospel Radio, there is no pill or prayer or principle that will instantly undo the damage of the many years that you have endured. It requires the hard work of removal and replacement. The Bible calls it taking off the old self and putting on the new self. But I've learned that we're afraid to humbly face the truth about ourselves. Ooh, Jesus, we, 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 we don't want to we don't want to face the truth because it makes us miserable at first. We also the fear of what we might discover. Oh, Jesus, the fear of what we might discover if we honestly face our uh, our, our character. So I'll say it again. The, the fear of what we might discover if we honestly faced our character defects keeps us living in the prison or denial. Only as God is allowed to shine the light of his truth on our faults, failures, and hangups can we begin to work on them. This is why you cannot grow without a humble, teachable attitude. I say this, growth is often painful and scary. There is no growth without change. There is no change without fear or loss. And there is no loss without pain. So every change involves a loss of some kind. You must let go of old ways in order to experience the new. Heard my pastor say there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. And so we fear these losses, even if our old ways were self-defeating because like a worn out pair of shoes, they were at least comfortable and familiar. People often build their identity around their defects. Did you know that? Think about the defect that you may have and you may look at yourself. I had to examine myself and said, oh my goodness. We often build our identity around our defects. We say, oh, it's just like me to be me. Uh, it's just the way I am. Why are you so rude? You got some people that are mean and nasty and rude. That's a defect. It's just the way I am. You didn't deal with it. You got some people that are just sad and depressed. Oh, that's just the way I am. Y'all remember Honey the Pooh or Winnie the Pooh? I said Honey the Pooh. Nathan, don't start laughing on Sound Gospel Radio. Y'all remember Winnie the Pooh? And you had a little old Eeyore. I got. I had some people I know that was Eeyore. Get away from me. Always sad and. Oh, well, I guess. No, you let that defeat, that defect defeat you and become who you are. 
And the unconscious worry is that if I let go of my habit, my hurt, or my hang-up, who will I be? For so many years, you made yourself the depressed one. For so many years, you clothed yourself in being the mean, nasty, ignorant one. So now if I change, who am I? So we're scared to change to be something else, although it's separating us from God, although it's evil in God's sight, although it brings forth a separation and defect and defeat. And But when we come out of that thing, we don't know who we are after we get out of that thing. That's the fear that could slow down your growth. Oh, people of God, I'm talking to you today. Ah, God wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. He wants us to grow up and be what he's called us to be. And I just want you to know it takes time to develop. It takes time to develop. It takes time to develop. It takes time for us to get to the level that God wants us to get to. And so I want you to know you can't be in a hurry. Uh-uh. You can't get in a hurry. Over time, a slow steady stream of water will erode the hardest rock. Listen, I say it again. Over time, a steady, slow stream of water can even erode. It can even get into the hardest rock and turn giant boulders into pebbles. Over time, a little sprout can turn into a giant redwood tree towering over 350 feet tall. All of these things can happen over time. Oh, yes. But I want you to know as we go through this process of life. Don't get discouraged. I preached about this even yesterday. Don't get discouraged, people of God. Remember how far you have come and not just how far you have to go. You are not where you want to be, but neither are you where you used to be. (laughs) Let's think about Noah's boat, y'all, and Noah's ark. Even the snail made it to the ark. And how did he make it? How did they make it? By persevering. (laughs) All right, I got to move on, y'all. On Sunday, day 29, we were to read chapter 29, which talks about accepting your assignment. And the Lord wanted us to know that you were put here on earth to make a contribution. You weren't created just to consume and eat and breathe and take space, which you were here to add to this life. God designed you to make a difference with your life. So he designed you. So listen, I'll say this. While there are many books that tell you how to get the most out of life, the reason that God made you and he created you to add to this earth, to add to this life, you were created to serve God. Mm-hmm. You were saved to serve God. Yes, Lord. The how, Oh, my goodness. You were saved and created to serve God. And as servants, we are to work in the ministry. We're were to be his ministers. I'll say this. Another term for serving. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Another term for serving that's misunderstood by most people is the word ministry. I'm reading the book. When most people hear ministry, they think of pastors and priests and professional clergy. But God says every member of his family is a minister. In the Bible, the word servant and minister are synonymous. Hallelujah. They are as a servant service and ministry. So if you are a Christian people of God, you are a minister. And when you're serving, you're ministering. Okay. And so you were called to serve God. You were called 
to serve God? Have you ever wondered why God doesn't just immediately take us out of heaven the moment we accept his grace? And why does he leave us in a fallen world? He leaves us here to fulfill his purpose. And once you are saved, God intends to use you for his goals. God has a ministry for you in his church and a mission for you in his world. Hallelujah. You were also commanded, y'all, to serve God. We're also commanded to serve God. God wants to use you to make a difference in his world. He wants to work through you. What matters is not the duration of your life, but the donation of it. Uh, uh, can I say that again? What matters is not the duration of your life, but the donation of it. Not how long you live, but how you lived. It matters. It matters. And God can use any one of us, even through our ailments and our misfits. The Bible talks about Abraham. Abraham was old. Jacob was insecure. Leah was unattractive. Joseph was abused. Moses stuttered. Gideon was poor. Samson was codependent. Rahab was immoral. David had an affair. Oh my goodness. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was reluctant. Naomi was a widow. John the Baptist was eccentric to say the least. Peter was impulsive and hot tempered. Martha worried a lot. The Samaritan woman had several felt marriages. Zacchaeus was unpopular. Thomas had his doubts. Paul had poor health. Timothy was timid. These are quite a variety of misfits, but God used each and every one of these people in the word of God, and he will use you too if you stop making excuses. So today we reach to day 30 chapter 30. We reached the day 30 of today and we know that you were shaped to serve God. You were shaped to serve God. God formed every creature on this planet with a special area of expertise. Some animals, they run, some hop, some swim, some fly, but each has a particular role based on the way they were shaped by God. The same is true with humans. Each of us was uniquely designed or shaped to do certain things. I want you to know, Sound Gospel Radio, that you are God's handcrafted work of art. You are not an assembly line product mass produced without thought. You are a custom design, one of a kind, original masterpiece. God deliberately shaped and formed you to serve him in a way that makes your ministry unique. Hallelujah. He carefully mixed the DNA cocktail that created you. Don't you love that? And I want you to know God never wastes anything. Oh, yes, I wanted to share this and I got to stop here for a minute. God never wastes anything. He would not give you abilities, interests, talents, gifts, and a personality and life experiences unless he intended to use them for his glory. I told somebody years ago, I said, pay attention to the babies. I used to teach Sunday school. When I was 15, I started out at 15 years old teaching Sunday school and they put me over the, the, the children's ministry, the babies. I had the little kids from three to six. And I told people as, as, as many years of wisdom I've gained, I said, pay attention to the child when they're younger. Pay attention to the ones that are fascinated with music. 
Pay attention to the ones that love to draw, not just do it for fun, but are fascinated with fashion. The child will tell you what their destiny is at a young age. I, I'm just telling you, watch the ones that are, that are very interested in music. Watch the ones that are very interested in preaching, not just the men, male and female. Watch the ones that are interested in singing, that love to sing. Watch the ones that are interested in sports. They kind of tell you at a very young age, sometimes around three, four, five, six, they kind of show you what their calling is, what they're very interested in. The ones that always want to be in the kitchen to see what you're cooking. The ones that are so interested in makeup. Like when I'm talking about interested, like very interested, the Lord kind of already marks us at a very young age as to where our interest is. Computers, technology, science, whatever it may be. Think about that. Go back to your childhood. Think about the things that always interest you and realize that those things, that, 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 that he placed in you was to be used for his glory. We think that everything that God gave us was to be used for the church. How about God wanted to use it for the world, but he wanted his people to be doing it. We want Holy Ghost filled scientists. We want Holy Ghost filled uh, political leaders. We want Holy Ghost filled teachers. We want Holy Ghost filled athletes. So God placed something in your life. We want Holy Ghost filled encouragers. Some people are just good at encouraging and, and they just have such a heart. But God has all these things in the world, whether it's lawyers, doctors, whether it's teachers, mailman, whether it's people that love to serve. There's so many things in the world that the Lord wants the body of Christ in. So he put that in you. You know, part of the gifts of the spirit is the gift of helps. You got a gift of prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of healing. We want all those things. But guess what? There's also a gift of helps. We want to ignore that gift because we think that gift is not well. But I thank God for the men and women that come and take my trash weekly. They love to help. I thank God for the men and women that take out my recycle. God gave them the gift of helps. So they found a job that said, hey, how can I help society? I'm trying to help you today, Sound Gospel Radio, that God has put a purpose inside of you. And this purpose is for him to get the glory out of your life. And it's not always intended for the church at large or inside of the church building. It's for to you to transform the world. Whew. I got to keep moving. God wants to shape you for ministry to minister to the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When, when, when God gives us an assignment, he always equips us with what we need to accomplish it. This custom combination of capabilities is called your shape, your S H A P E It's called your shape. Your S, your spiritual gifts, your H, your heart, your A, your abilities, your P, your personality, your E, your experience, your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your experience. And I'm getting ready to land the plane, but I want you to know that God, he gives every believer spiritual gifts to be used in ministry. And I even named some of those earlier, including the gifts of helps. These are special God-empowered abilities for serving him that are given only to believers. 
Your spiritual gifts were not given for your own benefit, but for the benefit of others, just as people were given gifts for your benefit. That is the truth. So we want to talk about the shape to listening to your heart, the shape of listening to your heart. Your heart represents the source of all of your motivations. Your heart, people of God, reveals the real you. Oh, yes, it does. I tell you, I met some people in my life that I got to see the churchy side. I got to see the praise the Lord side. And then after a while, crocodile, I got to see who they really are, the real intent of their heart. I'm telling you this, during this season, pandemic showed me the truth about some people. I was shocked. I was annoyed. I was hurt. I was irritated, but I had to move on because I got to see their trueness, their real colors. Their heart was revealed. Your heart will reveal the real you, what you truly are, not what others think you are or what circumstances force you to be. Your heart determines why you say the things you say and why you do the things you do. Your heart determines why you say the things you do and why you feel the way you do and why you act the way you do. Your heart reveals that another word for a heart is passion. There are certain subjects you feel passionate about and others you couldn't care less about. Some experiences turn you on and capture your attention while others turn you off and bore you to tears. And it's the truth. These reveal the nature of your heart. These reveal the, they, they reveal the nature of your heart. And so don't ignore your interests. Consider how they might be used for your glory. I just shared that with you earlier. God wants you to use your natural interests, people of God, so you can serve him and others. I'm going to land the plane here. Listening for inner promptings can point you to the ministry God intends for you to have. How do you know when you are serving God from your heart? How do you know that you're serving God from your heart? The first telltale sign is enthusiasm. Oh my goodness, we got to go. When you're doing what you love to do, no one has to motivate you or challenge you or check up on you. I, uh, am I telling the truth? <laughs> You do it for sheer enjoyment. You don't need rewards. You don't need applause or payment because you love serving in this way. The opposite is true. Before I even get to the opposite, guess what? That's why we always talk about there's a difference between a job and a career. Because when you're working in a career, you don't mind getting up in the morning. You don't mind going to work because I can't wait to get to work. And there are some jobs, don't get me wrong, that we learn to enjoy and we learn to love. So you can't wait to get to work. But when it changes, when it's no longer enjoyment, it becomes a chore. So I'll say it again. When you are doing what you love to do, no one has to motivate you. They ain't got to tell you to get out of bed. You get up before the alarm. No one has to challenge you. No one got to fight you. No one got to check you. Oh, you do it for enjoyment. You don't need rewards. You don't even care. Sometimes oh, I don't get a you don't care that they, they don't give you a certificate. You good. I'm good because I'm enjoying myself. I know some people that just volunteering. They ain't got to get paid. You ain't got to pay me. I just enjoy what I'm doing. That's even for us in the body of Christ. When you enjoy what you're doing, you enjoy singing and playing the organ or working in the media ministry or ushering or, or, or serving in the church, driving the church van. And you enjoy doing that. You ain't looking for payment. 
Huh? All right. So the opposite is true. And I land here. When you don't have a heart for what you're doing, you are easily discouraged. And so I end with this people of God. Don't settle for just achieving the good life because the good life is not enough. Ultimately, it doesn't satisfy. You can have a lot to live on and still have nothing to live for. Today, I challenge you, people of God, to aim for the better life. Serving God in a way that expresses your heart. Figure out what you love to do. What God gave you a heart to do. And then do it for his glory. People of God, I am out of time. But I want you to take this fresh wind today. Use it for this week. And meet me back on Thursday morning at 6 a.m. for prayer and at 7 a.m. for a fresh wind. We are Sound Gospel Radio. We're building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7. Keep it locked. Here comes some great music. Sound Gospel Radio.